You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Loyal listener Brad B says, please, you're so much better than Doug. That's I would never say that. But of course I would read I would read that tweet. No. Do Doug and I actually look alike? That's the backup topic. What was the first first topic was your cardinal concern? We will get to those text messages, he says. 855-282-8255. Midday grind coming to you live from the Kirkwood Studios today. Kirkwood headquarters. Triad Bank brings you take it to the bank. You can get involved with those. Bold predictions online. Triadbanking.com is their website. They're located in Frontenac. It is one block west of Lindbergh on Clayton Road, and it's a St. Louis-based bank. Think about that. When the decisions are made, it's not going to New York. It's not going to L.A. You're a business owner. You don't want to be frustrated. You meet with somebody at their desk, and they say, we'll get back to you. And they got to get on the phone, and it's somebody in New York says, yeah, this works. This doesn't work. Everything is decided here in St. Louis because it is based here Triad Bank started in 2005. Jim Regna and his team hoping they can help you and your business do more business, but also great banking services, neighborhood-friendly bank. In fact, Strick was there. He had some ice cream, just hung out in the lot. Sometimes you might just be sitting there talking hockey with folks. Triadbanking.com is their website. Strick joins us now on a trade deadline Monday in the NHL. Strick, how are you? Oh, I couldn't be better, Marty. How about you? Uh, I'm doing fine. You know what? Earlier, I retweeted. You had a great stat. Tell the stat about the 12 points that were available over these back-to-backs. Give that stat, and then I'm going to follow up. Uh, if memory corrects me uh, properly, I think you mocked the tweet. No. With a 6-2-2 blue follow-up hashtag. Okay, here's, all right, this is what we need to talk about. I, was, I now use, now I do mock you all the time, but I love you, but I use 6-2-2 blue now. As a sort of stamp of, here you go, Blues info from Andy. Now that they're winning, it's a stamp of approval. When they were losing, we were making fun of you. But now that they're winning, we're saying, hey, folks, check this out from none other than 622 Blues. It was a great stat. And then somebody. I can flow with that. Somebody tweeted me and said, you never mock the Cardinal Geeks and their stats, but you always pick on the Blues. And I said, no, no, no. We always pick on Andy. It's different. Hmm. Oh, so you are officially confirming your title as the narcissist with this tweet. See, I didn't even know about the follow-up. See, now I'm a little hurt by this, Mark. No, 622 Blue. follow-up tweet. No, 622 yeah. Blue okay, so is glad, a... I'm glad you approved of it. I'm glad you approved of Great it. Great stat. Uh, listen, the bottom line is, well, the Blues had three consecutive back-to-backs and three consecutive weekends. Two against the National Predators, two against the Minnesota Wild. They had one against Colorado, one against Boston. Six pretty good teams. All teams with a chance to make the playoffs. We all know Nashville, obviously, is in the playoffs. And the Boston Bruins are in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, everybody else is playing some, some desperate hockey right now. And the Blues walk out with 11 or 12 points. I thought that was significant. I think if you look at the calendar and the schedule entering this month, you would have to say, wow, this is absolutely brutal. How are the Blues going to come out of this? And to get 11 out of 12 points with that schedule, and by the way, they still have five back-to-backs left this season. I mean, the schedule in March is absolutely brutal as well. It's not going to be easy. Um, but you got to give the Blues credit, man. That is sensational 
sensational hockey to be able to get 11 or 12. And again, look at how many of the games were on the road as well. Four of the six on the road and the quality of opponent, I think, was noted in that. Tw- it was a great tweet, 622 Blue. Andy Strickland with us, Thank Fox you. Sports Thank Midwest. Yep. Also the host of Hockey Sense every Friday at 4 o'clock. Trade deadline today. Very little talk about what the Blues may or may not do at this point, whereas two months ago, I think we had them trading everybody. Yeah, I know. I think you had them trading who? Who was on your trade watch? I'm trying to remember exactly. <sighs> I have to go but back to look at my rankings. Hey, I talked to... Uh, an assistant GM in the league late last night. And, you know, a lot of the speculation was true. I think the Blues were throwing out a number of names. I don't think they were close to moving, you know, some of the bigger names on the roster that maybe some had expected. But, again, when you're struggling, um, you know, you're discussing a number of different scenarios, a number of different possibilities. And, you know, you look at the Blues roster, and when you're not winning, um, hey, you know, take a guess as to as to who uh, was brought up in some of these conversations. But, obviously, for whatever reason, None of these trades ever worked out. They never came into fruition, and it's worked out because now you have a goaltender in between the pipes who's uh, playing really confident. He's instilled some confidence in this hockey team, and look at where they are in the standings right now. But in terms of what they may do today, I don't expect much. I didn't come into today thinking they would do much. In fact, Doug Armstrong has indicated that to people around him leading up to the trade deadline. So the biggest question mark is, I guess, is, you know, with the injuries to David Perron and now Braden Shen, those are two significant players. You hope to get those guys back, but if they felt like both of those guys were going to be long-term situations and they wouldn't get them back soon, then maybe that would lead to, you know, Doug Armstrong looking to add a forward for some depth, give them somebody who could step in and fill their shoes at least in a, you know, from an offensive standpoint who can produce uh, some offense because, uh, let's face it, you're going to need those guys back in the lineup, lineup and you're going to need them soon if you expect to not only finish the season strong but also go on the run uh, you know, once you get to the playoffs. But again, I didn't expect much, and so far that's certainly proved to be true. I'm still more focused on his name. I'd really like him to change it to Blaze because that would be the coolest hockey name, Sammy Blaze. But, mm. of course, that's not his name. Gets the huge goal, shootout on Saturday, scintillating win over the Boston Bruins. What's his, his role moving forward? I mean, you see a moment like that, you get excited. But on the whole, we haven't seen a lot from Sammy Blaze. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, a former six-round pick, who came out of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And, you know, the Blues are high on him. Uh, He scores a lot down in the American Hockey League, Marty. He had 26 goals as a 20-year-old. You don't see that happen too much. Uh, So he does have a knack for scoring. I mean, he hasn't always been put in a situation when he's gotten called up to the NHL where he's uh, been given a role that, you know, he will likely have later in his career, being an offensive role, getting power play time. Although there have been games where he has had that chance. So, uh, I'm not going to say they just threw him on the fourth line every time he's been, you know, called up. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, you look at the Blues roster right now, it's not exactly easy to, you know, get power play time to get those important offensive uh, opportunities or, the, uh, you know, critical offensive ice. So he's just got to buy his time. And, and, and when he's out there, try to take advantage of it, no matter what the situation is. And that's what he did the other day against the Boston Bruins in a shootout, being able to come through when the team needed him. But, you know, the Blues are looking for somebody to score right now, anybody. I mean, if Tarasenko and O'Reilly aren't scoring, they need secondary scoring. And, you know, over the course of their 11-game winning streak, a lot of that secondary scoring came from their defense. And you just can't expect that to continue when you're getting offensive production from guys like Joel Edmondson and Robert Bertuzzo, in addition to the Parekos and the Petrangelos. So, you know, you need guys like Jaden Schwartz and Pat Maroon and Tyler Bozak and, Robbie Fabry when he's in the lineup. I mean, these type of guys really need to start coming through. We saw Alexander Steen score for the first time in 27 games, I believe, 
a couple of games ago. Um, you know, prior to that, you know, Jaden Schwartz was starting to catch a little bit of fire. I think he had seven points in six games or seven points in seven games, somewhere in that range. But again, you need more from those guys. You're going to have to have it moving forward, especially once you get into crunch time and in the playoffs, because usually in the playoffs, you know, the power line, the top line, that both teams typically cancel each other out. And that's where you have to rely on your depth scoring to come through for you. And right now, to be honest with you, all season long, the Blues just haven't gotten enough of that. Some debate today about the goal that Jake gave up at overtime. Obviously played really well regulation on the whole 33 saves. Helped him get to overtime. Difficult to see that goal go in. And I know some of the guys on NBC Sports Network said, yeah, you got to stop that. Most of what I saw and read were people saying, yeah, that's one. The proverbial, he'd like to have that one back. What was your take? as a hockey guy on that shot and whether or not it was playable and should have been stopped. Well, I would agree. I mean, any chance, anytime you're giving up a goal from the, from the half wall, from the boards, from that angle, um, with very little traffic in front of you, if any, I mean, you got to find a way to make that save. Um, listen, Jake Allen was really, really good in that game. He was the reason as to why the blues got a point in the first place. But sometimes that doesn't matter. It's not, you know, listen, overtime is part of the game as well. It's not just about the first three periods. Overtime has to be factored into, you know, the overall evaluation. And you got to find a way to, to make that save. And, you know, neither team played well in the overtime. You know, I mean, that was a situation where Ryan Donato, who was just brought over in a trade for Charlie Coyle, came from the Boston Bruins, um, still trying to find his way in that roster. And, you know, that was at the end of his shift. He had been on the ice for quite some time, and I think he was looking just to get off the ice and just throwing it on net. You know, he's got a good shot. He represented Team USA last year at the Olympics, uh, you know, when he was playing at uh, Harvard University and, and signed with Boston and had a good little run there with the Bruins last year, late last season. So he's got some talent. And the one thing he can do is shoot the puck. And it was a quick shot, a hard shot, but still from that angle, NHL goaltenders, 99 out of 100 times are going to make that save. Hopefully people saw it last night. I imagine the Strickland house had it dialed up, but Calgary visited Ottawa. It was what they were calling in Canada the Kachuk Cup with Brady and Matthew facing each other. First time ever at the NHL level. I'm wondering, when's the last time you think they faced off or were opponents on the ice? When would that have been? Never. 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 You know, you think – well, maybe in some spring leagues or something like that. Maybe they were on the same team. But, I mean, I can't think of a time that they would have ever played against one another. Um, you know, Matthew Kachuk's a 97 birth year. Brady's a 99. They both played for the St. Louis AAA Blues on different teams growing up. Um, you know, uh, both went to the U.S. program at different times. Uh, you know, Brady went the college route. Matthew went the junior route playing for the London Knights in the Ontario Hockey League. So, um, I, I can't think of a time they would have ever faced off against one another outside of in the basement or in the driveway in front of their uh, Ledoux home because this is uh, something that you just you know don't see very often from brothers who are going to face one another before they turn you know professionally. But it was great to see the turnout. They had 35 to 40 family members at the game last night. The grandparents were there. Uh, the grandma who has been on your show in the past, and you know I've gotten to know her pretty well over the years as well. An unbelievable lady. Um, Marty, but to see her emotional and crying in the stands, it's hard not to cheer for the Kachucks. They're a great family. They handle it so well, and I'm happy for Matthew and Brady Kachuk. That was great for St. Louis hockey, and 
certainly great for the Kachuk family. We just stumbled into a great guest idea. That's it, Hoff. We're going to get Mama Kachuk. Forget Keith. I'm going to try and get Grandma Kachuk on. Uh, she's coming on Hockey Sense now. It'll be no, coming. no, no. You can't claim that. No. Are you sure already booked? I'm, t- I'm texting already right Already booked. Already booked. Are you sure? You're not, sure. You're not fibbing, are you? No. Mm. This isn't one of those like you texted her, so that means she's coming on, on kind of things. Hold is on. It? I'm texting no, Walt no, right no. now. Come on now. Double checking. Uh, <laughs> and bottom line today, trade deadline, anything quiet for the Blues? What about in the division? Anybody making uh, any big moves that you're hearing? Uh, we'll see what Nashville does. You know, David Poyle, the GM there, is typically pretty busy. Minnesota's already made some moves. Colorado is certainly a wild card coming into, you know, today. We just got to wait and see how it plays out. I think Chicago expected to be relatively quiet although they're making a push here and you know among the hottest teams in the league they lost a big game yesterday to dallas at home they're going to want to have that one back losing that on home ice especially when you look at how critical these points are and how critical these games are but um yeah you know we'll have to wait and see how it plays out nashville is always a wild card but if you're focusing on the central division winnipeg made a big deal they got kevin hayes earlier today giving up a first rounder and brendan lemieux a former second round pick the son of claude lemieux um, so it looks like they're probably done in terms of, you know, the heavy lifting. They were, you know, attached to Artemi Panarin and, and Mark Stone and some of these other guys who were considered some of the biggest names available out there, although Columbus may end up hanging on to Panarin. We'll see how that plays out uh, between now and the 2 o'clock deadline. But in terms of the Central Division, I don't expect too much uh, activity in terms of major splashes. Six two two blue Andy Strickland, Fox Sports Midwest. Uh, thanks for the update. We'll talk to you soon. Anytime. Looking forward to it. Take Blues care. and Predators tomorrow night, Enterprise Center. Blues have quietly figured it out at home. I guess not that quietly because the games have been so exciting, but they've won six straight at home. They were under 500 on home ice for a great portion of the season, and now it's six in a row for the Blues. Playing an Enterprise Nashville in town on Tuesday. The next home game then will be Saturday with the Dallas Stars. So the Blues, day off today. Greg Berube's been doing this a lot where it just shuts it down. And at this point in the season, I mean – how much can you learn or improve the next day? Let's get back out there and lace them up. All right, here's yeah, a shot. There you go. That's you as a head coach. Guys, yeah. Marvin not Lewis. even practice today. Well, what are we going to learn this late in the year? <laughs> You're done. Who Chuck cares? Chuck Marlowe. Oh, there's nothing to learn. Nobody's really <laughs> trying. Uh, let's have Hoff check the text line because, remember, our backup topic, does Martin look like Doug? First topic, Cardinal player you're most worried about. I think it's really between Ozuna and Carlos. At 855-282-8255. Uh, as I said before, who signed Dexter? Who signed Cecil and Ozuna? Michael League. Time for him to go is Michael Gersh. A puppet on the string. 314. Uh, Noko and Soko. So did, did this Gersh text had a lot of League, broken words. I think, I think I that was Mo. Yeah. Mo signed Leak. Mo signed Fowler. Mo signed Cecil. So they're probably mad at Mo. Not at Gersh. I think, I think Mo probably still does a lot of those stuff, <laughs> too. Maybe Gersh cut the Jose deal the other day, huh? <laughs> Definitely think Mo's still signed there. No, because even Mo's like, well, this is a really weird thing for us to do. And I'm like, you're still the one just or, just negotiating everything. I honestly, you're telling us. It, and it is easy to kind of mock, which is what we do, and I love it. The whole puppet idea that Mo pulls. Oh, man, I would love Gersh. to be an empty shirt for a Major League Baseball team. Are you kidding me? But I honestly think in baseball, it's Great. sort of what, But I think that's kind of what's happening. Yes. Yeah. The I presidents mean, are all doing it. Essentially, well, we is that, feel this, is that feel the... That, feel, and then it's like, well, he's not the GM. Yeah, is that the the, oh. ter- the title that actually now means something when it comes to actual baseball operations as president? Yes. I think... It, it's not GM anymore? I think... Honestly, I think... I'm not trying to dismiss what's a great topic to mock, 
I think it's happened in baseball where the president of ops or whatever runs all the team, signs all the big names, and then the GM does a little more of the housekeeping. I hate to say it, but I think that's what's going on uh, around the league. On uh, NoCo and SoCo echoing your concerns, Paul DeYoung, simply because at present, outside of maybe Jairo Munoz, which isn't a great option, they have no backup defensively for him. And you saw last year when Paul DeYoung went down, that kind of caused the, some issues for the Cardinals. Because I can't sell you on Jerk Store playing short. I can't really sell no. you on Gyro playing a lot of short. No. And to be fair, uh, Benjamin Hockman wrote a big piece about Paul DeYoung. Maybe they trade for Mike Moustakis, and he's their shortstop. <laughs> Mike Moustakis at second. Just sounds like Alan Craig played center field. He played second. They were just anywhere to get his bat into the lineup. And God bless Michael Gersh for admitting when he was talking to Frank earlier, he said, "Um, I think Jose Martinez's best position is in the cage, batting. I enjoyed that. I thought that was a nice uh, breath of honesty. Yeah, it was kind of, yeah, I mean, it wasn't even a shot. It was just kind of funny. Like, we all know he doesn't really need to carry a glove around. The guy can hit. Points for honesty. Uh, also, we have hot shots to let everybody know we're going to be there Friday in Fenton. I know that for a fact. We're going to be there Friday in Fenton. And also, Martin, don't forget, TMA Live is back and bigger than ever. Coming up on March 7th, TMA Live will be at the Hot Shots in O'Fallon, Illinois. This is a TMA Live that you don't want to miss. Giveaways include custom Doug Vaughn t shirts and dinner with Doug for one lucky lemming and three friends. Plus, Hot Shots TMA theme menu with great food and drink specials. It's a night of participation. Uh, and fellowship, it's TMA Live, all happening March 7th at the Hot Shots in O'Fallon, Illinois. Lucky Lemming. That just sounds like a new bar to hang out at. The Lucky hey, Lemming. we're with the Lucky Lemming. Hot Shots Friday will be there. Midday Grind, Press Box as well. And then tomorrow at Great Grizzly Bear. Now, that's the one in Fenton on Friday. Friday's in Fenton, Fenton yes. is, is another great alliteration. We got Lucky Lemming. Friday's Lemmings. in Fenton. Friday's in Fenton. Monday's with Mo. We got it all covered. All right, time for the end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. This is random, but you were naming um, a Tennessee basketball player. First name of Admiral. Admiral Schofield. I was just thinking of, of this. Oh, Admiral. Did you go Admiral Schofield? Why am I here? <laughs> A terrific Phil Hartman SNL sketch <laughs> with him and H.W. Uh, Bush, played by Dana Carvey, I believe, which is uh, ver- worth a watch if you could find and it And poor online. Admiral Stockdale, who had a really respected career in the military, came off as just sort of this bumbling old boob, was the Ross Perot running mate, I believe. Yes, right? it was Ross Perot. Okay, you're right. It was Ross Perot. And that was at Wash U. I think that oh, moment took boy. place at Wash U. I did not know this that. This is a lot to look up for tomorrow's end of the day. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who was the first doctor? Just out of kind of pure curiosity. Doctor J. No, to de- to describe surgery as cleanup, isn't that such a lighthearted, lackadaisical way of describing what surgery is? Like you clean up a room, or you clean your car. Like to say, like oh, I'm just gonna go on your knee and just clean things up a little bit. Just seems like kind of like, hey, you're fine. You'll be good after a day or two. You're like this, is my knee. Are you are you are you taking this serious? <laughs> I'm just going to do a little clean. Hold on. See, I'm going to grab lunch real quick. I'll be in here to clean this thing up. (laughs) I'm going to clean your kitchen. I'm going with some doctor in the 60s who was making a, some fat dude had to get, you know, a bunch of stuff like his heart cleaned out. And he went with that joke. It's just like, I just. That's my guess. When I hear them say like, oh yeah, I'm just going to clean out his shoulder. Like, what now? Like, that's, that seems kind of important. Hey doc, that's my shoulder you're talking about. So you're telling me you wouldn't. 
You tell me you don't want Doctor Rick to operate on you. No, essentially? I'm just saying I cleaned our kitchen last night. Like I don't, I wouldn't want a doctor then to subsequently describe a surgery on my body okay. as quote unquote cleanup. Your thoughts on what, uh, your doctor potentially describing your injury as you being hosed? hosed. That would also. I'm be just, bad. I'm just wondering Where how you banged thought. up. Okay, this is this is why I went there. This is a great Doctor Rick question. <laughs> when did cleanup become an accepted surgical yes. term? And is that offensive to the player? The other it's one dumbing is dumbing it down a little too much. I think the other uh, term they all use is the press release comes out and so and so had successful surgery. Does that mean they're going to hit three hundred when the Saya? They didn't die. <laughs> they, didn't, <laughs> they, they didn't die. There has never so, been a press actually, release. Actually, no. Never been a press release that said. Unfortunately, today's surgery was wildly unsuccessful. So you want to know what the what the barometer and grading scale for successful surgery is? Yeah. See, actually, I, I was going to go more history. At what point did it stop becoming a thing where you had to tell, make sure to tell people this person didn't die in a surgery? Oh, probably pretty recently. I mean, Scott <laughs> like, Rowland, uh, like a, a pretty consi- like just like a basic one. Scott Rowland had a number of shoulder surgeries that didn't really work out a lot too of well. They, but they didn't work out that well. I don't remember the press release saying this one was unsuccessful. This was weird. Uh, bet, in bet Milwaukee over the weekend, they had 90s night at the Fiserv Center. And the Bucks are really good. So you just go to the game to watch the Bucks, and you're treated to a concert. And I can't think of a of a musician who has had worse PR. I can't. Saying the last, well, okay, uh, um, not named R. Kelly. There you go. Uh, another musician who's had terrible <laughs> PR is Ja Rule. And Martin, you're a, you're a jokester. You like to start things off with a joke every now and again. Here's what Ja Rule tried to do to lead off his halftime performance at the Bucks game over the weekend. They said this is 90s night. So they brought out a 2000 artist. <laughs> but my album came out in 99, so I guess that counts. Sanchez, we ready? Are we ready? So he starts things off with a joke that no one likes, and then the people around him aren't ready to start the concert. What fell more flat, <laughs> the joke or the performance? <laughs> so he's kind of mocking. And if I were in charge, I'd say, excuse me, you took the gig. Yes. Like, he obviously didn't like the premise <laughs> that he was performing at 90s night. Because, you know, the album dropped in 99. That's almost 2000. And they're like, uh... You took the gig. You took the money. Yes, you agreed to be here on '90s night. I just, I'd like to be in the. Did any of the people in the room not watch here, the he, Fire Festival documentaries in the Bucks Media Relations Department? Here's the thing: the Timberwolves made fun of him. Yeah, and he then like put out a curse on Twitter, and not trying to be. It's just this is crazy that it happened earlier. And he said, um, "Carl Anthony Towns won't resign with you guys. He's leaving." Earlier today, <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns was in a car accident. He got hit by a semi. Oh, He's oh my fine. God. Oh. But that's really creepy. Yikes. So, um, he's, so he's chiming in now on basketball matters. Yes. Yeah. Because he's mad. Yes, he was mad. He, yeah, he, so he cursed the Timberwolves, and literally the next day, Carl Anthony Towns was in a car accident. Uh, just, just get Red Panda. Yeah, You're fine. just do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, I've got to say I'm deeply disappointed in Canadians. Because um, the game should like not have Across the board? Well, the game should not have been called the Kachuk Cup. Call it the Kachuk Cup. Uh, okay. That's got to be the title, the Kachuk <laughs> Cup. Kachuk Who's Kuchuk. not behind that? The Kachuk Cup is too easy. I think they take it very serious. Up oh, there. have fun with it. Oh, you know what they could have said? It's Kachuk Gate. Oh, there you go, Kachuk Gazi.
Kachigazi. Kachigazi. Uh, by <laughs> the way, update. Better. I have yes. texted Walt. What did Walter say? And he has not responded yet. He oh. may, you know, still be recovering. That was a big game <laughs> last night. I said, I was looking to get Mama Kachuk on the show. I actually thought about this last night. My mistake was saying it out loud yes. to Strick. We should have just done it. I said, Strick is now saying she's already booked. For, we're fighting over his mom. Strick, <laughs> Strick says she's already doing his show on Friday. Can you confirm? Hey, Confirm man. as in have her cancel yeah. the appearance. I, uh, yeah, I'll tell her to skip script on a stupid show. Don't worry about it. That's kind of what I'm looking for in response, to be honest. Do we have, do we have her on the line? No, no, we're going to get Okay, we're gonna get her on the yeah, line. That's okay. going to be Friday. Wicked oh, she awesome. refuses to come on. Okay. Uh, we're here at Night Horse, Four Hands Brewing. <laughs> that's the end of the day. Yes. I love you, Strick. Yeah. All right. And all of this now will be off-air maneuverings <laughs> so that when it happens on Friday, he won't notice that we had her on. And then Friday's like, what's that? She's not. Oh, we have oh we have audio. Audio of what? Oh, she was with Martin and Frank the other day? Yeah, we have that audio if you'd like because she's not picking up. Hey, Ma, don't answer. Mrs. Schneider's on it. Don't answer on Friday, okay? Yeah, don't worry about it. That could all play out. This could all be very real. And then there's Milty, who's right across the street Yeah, from just down the street. We can see his office. And if you're sideways with the IRS, if you keep uh, getting uh, phone calls from them, or if you have years of unfiled tax returns, visit stltaxlawyer.com, because you should contact former Department of Justice Tax Division Attorney Mark Milton. He provides a local and holistic approach to tax resolution. Don't be sucked into the out-of-town tax solution groups you hear on the TV and the radio. Mark lives and works right here. And Kirkwood, if you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com today. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. I said it the British way because we had a British guy next to us last hour. Anthony. Anthony. Pulis. Pulis. Anthony. Who cannot Pulis. find good fish and chips in St. Louis. Yeah, I don't. I didn't seem I like he was him. trying that hard, but he was also saying right. he didn't know. It's also it was... fried fish, so let's not, you know. Housekeeping. How dare tomorrow. you? Yeah, how dare you? First of all, how dare you? There's I'm fish, sorry. There's British fish fries is, coming. British food is Ladies. terrible. No. Whoa. Fish, and chips, fish and chips are That's wonderful. awful. That's the one dish. No one goes that? to London for the food. That's the one dish that they got right. And a meat pie. It sounds like a Don I'm meat pie. <laughs> like an old-fashioned insult. <laughs> I mean, the man, in the man in the 2000s was still calling people four eyes. Like, good one. All right, next... For us, is going to be the Great Grizzly Bear starting at 10 a.m. Yes, tomorrow. In Soulard. We're counting it down to Mardi Gras, but next on this station is the Hardline.